Welcome to the Chico Creates podcast, where we interview local makers, artists, and musicians here in Chico, California. I'm your host, Kira Barsotti. And with me today is Ross Weigel, who is a wooden lino cut printer here in town. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself beyond the bio? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I am uh, I'm a father of two beautiful, wonderful kids. I'm also married to my wife and my best friend in the whole world. Um, I I enjoy, um, you know, doing printmaking, but just all forms of art. I've grew up in a very artistic um, musically and uh, creative family, and uh, I'm just happy to continue doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how long have you lived in Chico? Uh, I've been in Chico for 14 years now. Okay. Yeah. So what brought you here? Um, you know, I was, I grew up in kind of the middle of nowhere, Calaveras County. Shout out to the handful of people that live there. Um, <laughs> I came up to Chico with a friend to visit because they had some family up here and they were doing some house sitting and I just had a free weekend. So I came up and um, we went through Bidwell Park. We went to a farmer's market and we just like explored the town and I just fell in love with it instantly. Um, I had a couple of months left on my lease back there um, in my house and I just on a whim moved up here thinking that like, yeah, I'll move up here for a year or so. Mm -hmm. And I just never wanted to leave. <laughs> I love it up here. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, every time I try to go somewhere else or visit or anything like that, I just always compare it to Chico and it just mm -hmm. never, just never is the same. I, don't yeah. know. I love all the trees and just the community and can't beat it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's <laughs> same. Like we, we talked about we talk about moving all the time, especially in summer. <laughs> Honestly, that's the worst part of living yeah, I hear here. You on that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like there's so much that's great about Chico, you know. Yeah, it's definitely its own unique thing. It, yeah. does, it doesn't feel like a filler town or yeah. any of that. It's kind of its own unique entity for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it keeps growing in the best way. Yeah, like, yeah I believe as so. As far as like the culture and everything, for sure. Yeah, especially 14 years here, I feel like uh, I can finally earn the point where I'm like, back in my day, there's nothing over here. Yep. It's just fields. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> finally earn that status. So. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite spot to hang out around town? Mm, favorite spots? Uh, I, if I'm going outside, the Yahi Trail in Upper, Upper Park is one of the most beautiful hiking trails imaginable. Yeah. It's such a diverse um, there's canyons, there's streams, there's little trees and forest. And um, I'm a big uh, um, local and native plant and bug guy. And so I just have a field day out there, mm -hmm. like lifting up rocks and <laughs> checking out plants and doing some a little bit of foraging here and there. Yep. So that's definitely one of my favorite spots. Um, the pageant theater in town is definitely one of my go tos. Um, I'm a big movie guy. And mm -hmm. All the movies I want to see generally don't play in the main theaters. So having something that's such a unique, independent uh, spot there is just incredible. I go to the pageant as much as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, besides that, I I don't know. It's hard. There's so many, so many cool, little, unique things. So many fun coffee shops that have such its own personality and restaurants around here that I I never never get bored. I always find something to do for sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we're constantly like rediscovering things. Like <laughs> yeah. we went to Farm Star Pizza last night and hadn't been in years, and we we're like, why do we never come here? This place is awesome. Oh you yeah, know? <laughs> definitely. Like, I can't believe this is here. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background in art. 
Uh, my background in art is I don't generally have a lot of formal training. I think any of the art classes I took were just in school, like little small ones. Um, but my my mom does a lot of watercolors. My my grandma, my, my mom's mom, um, she did a lot of oil paintings, a lot of um, mis just miscellaneous stuff. I didn't realize how much art my grandma did till after she passed away and we were mm -hmm. kind of going through her stuff. And I was going through boxes and finding like, polymer clays and beads and just so much stuff that I just I had no idea I, w I wish I had the opportunity to go back and talk to her all about it because all the art I saw were these very very beautiful um, oceanside landscapes and beautiful oil paintings I still have a couple in my house now but mm -hmm. um, seeing all the artistic endeavors that she went through kind of reminds me it kind of reminds me of me because I definitely kept switching mediums for a long time before I discovered printmaking um, I would try a little bit of everything, yeah. um, but printmaking's once I started doing that, definitely um, solidified like this is what I want to do. This is my my most inspired um, medium for sure. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you love? I mean, I personally love the look of it, yeah. but what do you like about it so much? Um, I feel like my brain is a little. I'm a little bit of a scattered brain, kind of like hyperactive thoughts. And printmaking is sort of the the antithesis of it. It's definitely, um, printmaking is such a, you have to be so focused and so zen on it because if you carve something you don't mean to, it's gone forever. Mm -hmm. If you don't realize that you're doing a mirror image of what you're doing or a negative version of it, that um, the whole piece can be ruined. Right. And so I have, to, I have to kind of force myself to focus on it and kind of force myself to, um, cut out other distractions because um, I know at least when I'm doing maybe like pen and ink drawings or any of that I 10 minutes into it I start scribbling I start mm -hmm. you know doing little things or getting mm -hmm. sidetracked yeah I'm checking my phone I'm watching a movie or something whereas printmaking it forces me to like really close out the outside world and just kind of focus on what I'm doing yeah full attention absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> honestly that's been one barrier for me of, of like why i don't want to get into it is because <laughs> understandable i like this is also why i'm an acrylic painter i need things to dry fast so oh, i can yeah. keep moving you know definitely um, but it might be good for my state of mind it's worth at least trying out <laughs> for sure you can definitely um find some low-cost entry points that's one yes. thing i like about printmaking is you can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on equipment or, I mean, I've seen people grab a piece of styrofoam and a, an X-Acto knife and a $2 ink pad and be able to mm -hmm. make art with it, too. So there's really, um, it's it's easy to get into. Um, it's definitely intimidating um, because there's a lot of things you got to learn. But you watch a couple of process videos mm -hmm. and um, just have fun with it. Just keep trying new things. And um, I'd make a lot of large pieces, but I also make a lot of little one-inch stamps. And sometimes that's what I need just to get my creative flow going is mm -hmm. make a couple like little little bug stamps or something just something small yeah um and it's also low pressure because i sometimes i'll get through a piece i'll get halfway through a piece or so and feel unpleased with it and i feel like i just wasted hours doing it you know mm -hmm. doing little stamps mm -hmm. are definitely if i wasted it, it's like it was a two inch piece of rubber i don't you know. right they're pretty yeah. gratifying absolutely yeah. yeah i've even i've even actually have carved some stamps and i did one on the end of an eraser Oh, absolutely. A little, yeah. little uh, raindrop that I put in a lot of my paintings, actually. I use Very that. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it works good um, for um, like mixed media and everything, mm -hmm. too. Um, adding those elements is really nice to get repeated patterns. Yeah. Um, I work a little bit with tessellations, which is really nice. Oh, cool. Um, so, having like a, a repeating pattern, um, 
using a stamp is great because every single one is more or less identical to the last one. Um, I know like for printing on fabric, I've seen a lot of people do um, like tablecloths and um, shirts and everything with little tiny tessellation stamps. And then, yeah, yeah, it's a very, um, there's a lot you can do with a medium instead of just standard, here's a print on a piece of paper. You know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And that's, I, yeah, that's what draws me to it is just how versatile it is and how like distinctive the the look of it is. Definitely. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about like you can't really capture that with digital, um, you know, all the, there's something very tactile about it. And you can kind of tell the difference between a, a physical print versus a digital, like something that was created digitally. Definitely. I think um, in almost any handmade medium is that the imperfections are actually what make it unique. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love digital art, huge fan, lots of digital artists I follow. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oh, no yeah. way am I trying to malign digital art. Not at all. Um, but one thing that I like and dislike about digital art is the perfectionism of it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I like things a little weird, a little gross, a little messed up. Um, and printmaking, <laughs> fantastic for that. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's uh, any of my pieces I can go through. And if I wanted to be perfectionist, I could be like, this line's a little crooked. I didn't mean to carve this part, whatever. But I think it adds so much personality and so much unique feeling that um, I, I feel like it's such a personal thing for printmaking. Mm -hmm. um, all of my pieces, I feel like, look like my art. I don't yeah. ever, I don't have any pieces that I feel like, oh, I mean, that's so-and-so's art or derivative of this. Like, it's very much what you know what my art uh goal is and part of my art goal is to embrace the imperfections of it mm -hmm. um i like the handmade feel if i get um a ceramic mug from a local artist like and it's a little wonky that's kind of that's what i like about it i picked the right. wonky one on purpose you know right right someone blows glass and there's a couple bubbles in it i like the bubbles you know i don't need like the pure one glass i want the uh you know, local eccentrics right, <laughs> glass, you right, know? Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. The one that looks like a human made it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's nothing to say about the the quality. Like, yeah, there's just always going to be little things that happen when a human is reproducing something over and over again. Absolutely, which, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Oh, do you want to tell me a little bit about the work you brought in today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I brought in uh, a few pieces that I don't generally show at a lot of my um, ones. Uh, one of my pieces I brought in is my largest piece I've ever done. It is a two foot by three foot piece. Um, it took me several months to carve. Uh, some of my four by sixes, my five by sevens, I can usually do in a couple of hours, whereas this piece, it was so many little textures and so many things that I've never tried to work with before. Mm -hmm. um, the the depth of it and um just the size of it is intimidating in a nice way and like an inspiring way for me working on that scale um there's a lot of lot of little things that go wrong you know that's with printmaking is like you carve something you don't mean to it's gone forever and so working uh for over a month on a piece is uh scary it's a scary yeah, endeavor you know yeah. like <laughs> so that was one of them i brought in um I also brought in once uh, I did a um, an album cover for a band down Sacramento. Shout out to Lightweight, a fantastic um, punk band down there. Um, I've known a few of the members for a really long time and just big fan of their work. Um, but I did one of their uh, album covers that they were using while they were on tour that 
I really like. It's got a lot of tarot-inspired stuff. Most of my inspiration comes from more um, plants and kind of trash animals and the Mm -hmm. less loved ones. Um, But I have quite a few tarot decks at home. Um, I don't personally do a lot of tarot for myself, but I think artistically tarot decks are some of the most interesting oh yeah that that um, was my yeah. gateway drug with tarot was just the art and now <laughs> yeah. i'm like way down the rabbit it's hole it's like a whole pack of playing cards <laughs> yeah. like a 52 playing card you know, walk uh-huh. the, you know? Um, especially some of the real old style tarot ones are actually woodcuts right. and lino cuts so um, a lot of their techniques are similar ones that i haven't brought into my work as well mm-hmm um, and then I also brought one piece that is one of my personal favorite ones. It's uh, this wonderful bug and frog mm-hmm. dancing one. Seen that one at your shows. Definitely. Yeah. This is one of my more popular prints. I did, uh, this is a 9 by 12 version. I've done a 5 by 7 one as well. Um, that was one of the first pieces I did that I was really proud of myself for. Like I did probably five or six pieces before that one mm-hmm. um, that I was really happy with and it was a lot of fun. But that was the first one I did where I felt like, like, wow, I'm actually like, know what I'm doing. There's yeah, different yeah. textures and feelings. And um, that was one of my definitely one of my more popular prints and um, people were asking about trying to get a bigger size. But with printmaking, it's the one size. I only right. have one size stamp that I did for it. So I actually redid it on a larger stamp and what i liked about doing that was because it was larger i was able to add a lot more fine details that Mm -hmm. i wasn't able to on the smaller one yeah i love all the little portraits on the wall of of this this bug and frog family and everything yeah this one i always really like too um it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of me and my wife um you Mm -hmm. know a lot of romantic art is done based on new romances you know like falling in love and all this and i think there's something really beautiful and special about old mature love you know like my wife and i we've been together for 13 years now and we've gone through so many phases of life and you know we were literally 20 year old kids when we got together yeah we're in our mid-30s with two kids and just i don't know something really beautiful about long-standing love that um i feel like doesn't get represented quite enough and so this one particularly i really like um you could it's like they made a home together Mm -hmm. they have portraits on the wall of you know their whole family and them when they're younger and I, know, I think there's something really special. That piece yeah. means a lot to me. Um, and it clearly it resonates with people. They can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of less loved animals. I do a lot of frogs, possums, raccoons, you know, mm-hmm. uh, creatures, uh, specifically not a lot of humans in mind because I feel like anyone can kind of project themselves on an animal more than they can a, a portrait of a person. Sure, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in um, like a same-sex relationship. It doesn't matter if you're um, different ethnicities or anything that you can kind of put yourself onto, you know, I have one of two rats eating uh, ramen together, you Mm -hmm. know, and anybody can put themselves on there. It's not um, specific to one person or any any body type, anything can put themselves on there. Right, right. And so um, a lot of my art is with these... um, type of animals and everything I feel like resonate really well with people um especially ones like my possums and raccoons and stuff that people uh can kind of project some maybe uh, society might say as negative qualities but they really appreciate about themselves you know Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and yeah I just I prefer the the trash animals yeah (laughs) I don't know I think possums are cute personally oh yeah (laughs) possums 
<laughs> I go, I try to strive for a combination of cute and gross with yes, my heart. Yeah. Um, and possums are great because that's like the they epitome are, of cute gross. They are right on yeah. the edge there, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And that's, I grew up in tiny little mountain foothills area, and yeah. so we always had possums in our house, you know, yeah. up on our porch. We always had raccoons in our yard, yeah. you know, all this. So definitely a lot of childhood inspiration, yeah. you know, coming out in that too. Yeah, I yeah, love that. You're uh, frequently on the market scene in town. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. How did how did that get started? Uh, how has it changed over the years? Uh, so I've been doing markets for three years or okay. so. Um, uh, one thing I love about our community is that there is no shortage of markets. There is so many of them in a good way. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's flooded. I just think that if you're just you know a regular everyday person you want to go see some art almost any weekend you can go somewhere in town and find yep. some people showing it um my first market i ever did was a few years ago for the chico print party oh cool um, which yeah. is really cool because it's just all other like printmakers mostly mm -hmm. and um what i like about printmaking is because it is such a such a unique to the individual uh, expression mm -hmm. that there's not any competition with printmakers. Yeah, I feel like you know you get too many people who are making jewelry or too many people who are making ceramics. There is going to be a little bit of competition. Um, whereas printmaking, every single one is such uh, so different than everybody else mm -hmm. that um, the Chico Print Party was a lot of fun and definitely introduced me to a lot of um, local artists that I didn't know before. Um, who have now become friends and mm -hmm. uh, inspiration for more pieces. And that's been really cool. Um, the last three years, I did the Chicoco Bizarre Bazaar, which I know you have as well. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of my absolute favorites because it really is like all the most unique creators in Chico all in one place, yeah. you know, um, that it's hard for me to be there because I want to leave my booth and just look at everybody's yes. stuff. You know, I try to find little 10 minute breaks in the, you know, in crowds where I can run out and get all my Christmas presents going yep. and just, you know, take it all in. Cause there's, you know, there's people who make, you know, there's people who make painting, there's people who make jewelry, there's ceramics, there's glass blowing, there's, there's a wire yarn spinner art. there. Yeah. I definitely bought myself some yarn. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. There, it's just, it's so unique. There's so many, um, just such a variety. Yeah. Um, that there's no there's no limit to the the creative uh, power of our community. Yeah, I I heard somewhere. Okay, this is like hearsay upon hearsay, but we have one of the highest percentages of artists per capita in Chico. I believe it. Then I don't know. I'm just gonna say everywhere. Everywhere, the whole world. <laughs> there are a lot of artists in this town, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, Chico is my is like my ideal size for a place because it is, I think, technically a city, but it right. doesn't feel like a city. Yeah. Um, Chico is also I want to go as far as saying isolated, but mm -hmm. you when you leave Chico, it's just farmland. There's or you know, yep. nothing out there. When you're in the Bay Area, it's like you go to a little bit farther into one town and then you realize you're in a completely new town and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel that much different. It's just, you know, technically on paper this is, you know, right. the spot. Yeah. Um, whereas Chico is definitely its own little little yeah. community. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I definitely yeah. experienced that. We lived in Santa Cruz for five years and yeah, there's like five or six little towns that are all touching each other and yeah. you have no idea you've moved into a new one. Yeah. Uh, which is so different than here. Yeah. Yeah, it feels completely different. Nice little creative incubator up here. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And not just like um, physical art, but just music and stuff. There's yes. such a variety of bands in town too. 
Um, I grew up in a really small area, and I would say the only type of bands were around there were either one of my personal favorites, loud, screamy punk music, mm-hmm. or just um, some you know, 50-year-old men playing blues rock. And there's mm-hmm. no in-between, there's no variety, whereas up here, it's not just like a punk scene or a metal scene or an indie scene or, you know, any of this. Like, so many wonderful singer-songwriters yeah. and just, it's such a variety that, yeah, yeah Chico's, it, I think maybe having it a little more secluded from everything else kind of helped us thrive a little bit and at least make our unique um unique feeling that i don't i don't get a lot of other places yeah yeah and we're like almost big enough to be a stop for the bands i care about at least <laughs> yeah right so yeah so some really like big names have come through here Definitely, you know yeah. like my husband and i saw modest mouse and we were still dating oh, right. and, you know at senator like you know i just went and saw built spill a couple of months ago yeah there too and yeah. Built Spill's been one of my favorite bands we went and saw them um in berkeley in june and yeah huge fan so i was find out they come through Chico it's always like oh okay you know like we just mm-hmm. had bad religion come through the center mm-hmm. and stuff too and yeah I feel like um Chico musically I feel like we could get a lot of bigger bands just because we're a nice uh in between the Pacific Northwest and the Bay Area exactly. that's like come here on a Tuesday and fucking exactly blow Duffy's up you know let's yep. do this yeah yep yeah and I think I think you know I'm speaking for them but I'm sure they love a smaller venue yeah you know it's a little more intimate and everything so yeah it should be fun yeah. you know like i like seeing valley fever in town they host a lot of really incredible shows like especially around duffy's and the naked lounge mm-hmm. which are usually my go-to level bands which are a little bit lower you know lower popularity wise yeah. but um the, the small venues it's just there's so much energy in there like i love yeah. seeing like a like a loud garage rock band at duffy's i feel like is mm-hmm. one of my favorite places to be because of it's just everyone's packed in there and it's just loud and those bands probably have a great time. You know, yeah. it's like we're touching them or there's right. no big barrier <laughs> between everything. We're just right there up on stage with them and definitely is a really cool feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you do have a music background, too. Uh, a little bit. I'm not I'm not going to go that far okay, out there. But okay. back in my um, back in my back in my teenage days, I uh-huh. would play a lot of music. Um, I play guitar and bass mostly. Um, I do a little bit of piano. Um, my, I got a mandolin at home. You know, mm-hmm. we play a little bit. Um, I was mostly in kind of like punk bands growing up in the area. Um, I also, one of my favorite musical projects I was working on back then was I was in kind of like a surf band for a little oh, cool. while. Yeah, um, yeah. I had this old PV tube amp with this beautiful reverb on it. Nice. That like you can't play anything besides surf music with that sure. kind of reverb, you know? <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun. I did a lot of kind of like kind of folk music back then too. But um, moving to Chico, I kind of cut off a little bit uh, musically just because when I first moved here, I, I literally knew zero people yeah. in town. And so music's definitely something that's fun to share with other people. Absolutely. But, um, and then, you know, I started working and having kids and doing all that. So mm-hmm. music wise, I don't do a whole lot now. I kind of just play a bit with my kids, you know, nice. like they yeah. love, you know, they always appreciate it. So it's fun, you know, teaching them all the different instruments and yeah. everything we have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And how have you balanced, you know, work and kids and everything with your, your oh, art I, life? I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> my my kids take the full the forefront of everything, you yeah. know, in a good way. I absolutely love being a dad. That's it has its limitations. Obviously, I have a five, and my f- youngest is going to be four in like two weeks from now, um, and that takes up ninety percent of my brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also uh, work as well, so mm-hmm. that takes up a lot of it. And so my art time is definitely limited. 
Um, but I feel like maybe being limited, uh, it kind of helps me a little bit, uh, because if I have like a couple hours, like carved out for me to do, no pun intended on carve, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I will utilize it to, you know, the fullest extent. Yeah. I also feel like my kids have been a huge inspiration for me too. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my art before having kids, I kind of focused on the gross part of the cute gross. Like mm-hmm. I like drippy, gross, slimy stuff. I like things that are uh kind of abrasive and all this and mm-hmm. then when having kids trying to sh- show them my art because they always like seeing it i don't want to like scare them or gross them out or freak them out and so i definitely softened a lot but i think when i softened is really where i kind of found the voice that i want to express um i definitely like like things that are weird and messed up and abrasive and everything but i'm also like i'm you know i'm, I'm not the most like aggressive dude i'm definitely uh (laughs) definitely you know i'm a soft guy you know not a bad way or anything but Uh i definitely i appreciate flowers and beautiful things and nice stuff too and so having kids um definitely softened it down i know i'm still kind of keeping similar subject matter but just my approach on it's different Mm -hmm. and i feel like it has been more people resonate a lot with it too you know it's not just people like oh that's really gross and messed up you know it's like that's a really beautiful picture you know that's like uh, like seeing two two rats on the street you know i can make that a really gross picture but i made it of a beautiful lady in the tramp style eating some ramen you know like right I i can work with it so my kids have definitely um shaped me tremendously um and i think definitely for the better yeah yeah i would say same for me totally when i yeah, I feel like I keep telling the same stories on here, but it's new to you, so I'm going to yeah, say okay, it again. Wait. I, uh, I mean, when... I've heard them on the podcast before, of course, but right. I would love yes, to hear them of course. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when I had my kid, I you know the early postpartum was rough, and I switched completely to abstract art because my the executive functioning of my brain just disappeared with that, as it does, and um, that that I had never been able to like tap into the abstract art before and it he just completely unlocked that in me and and I feel like my work is a lot more playful and a lot yeah, more like joyful and um yeah it's been like the worst and the best thing ever <laughs> becoming yeah. a parent <laughs> absolutely uh yeah I when I talk to people about having kids who don't have kids, mm-hmm. I try to find a comfortable level because part of me just wants to like complain, you know, a little yeah. bit. Uh, there's no shortage of complaints with having kids. Oh, like yeah. it's definitely, it takes up 90% of your focus and your energy, you know, all your spontaneity is completely gone. Yep. And so I'll try to vent a little bit of that, but I also don't want to scare people away because honestly, yeah. being a dad's my favorite thing. I would never, I would not go back and change it for a million years. Like I love, I love being a dad. They just seen, seen so many processes of life is beautiful and inspiring. And I just also happen to got great kids, you know, they're, they're very fun, happy individuals, um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade ever. Yeah. As much as I love like going out and hanging out with people and going out of town sporadically and doing all that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, yeah the other day just thinking about how much like my whole perspective on life has changed like i used to be i have a tendency towards depression and but since having my baby i'm like there's no way i would ever want to leave 
this no. planet and yeah. this life. Like not just for him, but but you see the world in a completely different way since having kids and like just how beautiful and wonderful life is. It sounds really trite, but it's it's hard to like express to someone who doesn't have children how much right. it changes everything. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, I fully agree with that. It's yeah. it's it's hard to put in put into words how how it feels because unless yeah. you've actually experienced it, I feel like it's completely different. Yeah. Um. And whenever people who are child free, I never never fault them. I never be like, you don't know what you're missing oh, yeah. because no. I know what I am missing. Exactly. You know? I, uh, <laughs> I definitely understand that. I understand that endeavor. It's uh, it's a very scary thing having kids too. Like yeah. the uncertainty of everything. Yeah. Um, you I can only be so prepared too. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, just uncertainty of life. Like I definitely naturally have a kind of a pessimistic view of a lot of world events yeah. and things that are going on same that it's hard to want to you know bring more people into the mm -hmm. world you know whatever but um my kids are just it's i feel like it's proof that there is there's such wonderful beauty in the world and that like humans have been around for a really long time going through so many different problems and we survive and i think we constantly are getting better you know mm -hmm. humans like um, we were talking a little bit about this before, but my, um, I feel like growing up, my mom was very supportive of me, but I feel like society itself was like, don't be proud of your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. You know, if you brag too much, people are going to think you're arrogant. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, if you admit that you're happy, that means something bad's going to happen. If yep. you're struggling and you tell people you're just bringing them down. I feel like these are all things that at least for me and I feel like generations before, are constantly dealing with and yeah. I feel like at least with this generation of kids it's not just my kids but other people's kids have been so good about expressing what they feel mm -hmm. and um, appreciating themselves that I'm so happy that I get to teach the next generation of people this feeling because there's no um, you know I just try not to put that kind of negativity into their lives yeah. and it's they'll so get it. yeah they'll get it they'll from get the it from somewhere world. else yeah. yeah I don't need to be, beat it down out of them <laughs> yeah and so I feel like at least it's a good foundation for the next next wave of people coming through you yeah, know to be a little sure. bit more open with themselves and just better humans in general yeah. you know yeah absolutely uh, are there any projects you're working on currently that you're excited about? Um, so I just finished up doing a bunch of markets and doing whatever. So January, um, which is when this is being recorded right now, mm -hmm. is definitely my time off. <laughs> you know, yeah. I try to reset everything. Um, usually right around February, March, my uh, my creativity starts perking back up again. I definitely f get burnout pretty easily just with the kids and work and all this that mm -hmm. unfortunately my art is like fourth down on my list of things that I can actually like, can logistically put focus on. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right around um, probably the next month or so, I'm going to start feeling more like making and creating again. Um, this year I do have some goals that I want to achieve though. Um, all of my markets I've done have been in Chico, which mm -hmm. is fantastic, but I've been wanting to go outside of Chico and kind of just feel out places that maybe I feel less comfortable in, sure. you know, like I really want to go down to Sacramento. I want to hit, you know, East Bay area, Berkeley and Oakland do a lot of markets as well. And I definitely want to branch out and, 
you know, I do a market in town and I know half the people that come through the other artists I all know. And it's a very nice, comforting feeling, but I feel like maybe getting outside of that comfort will be good for me. You know, yeah, creatively. So, absolutely. Um, I definitely want to work on doing that. I have some goals too. I want to, um, I really, I don't enjoy doing commissions for the pressure, but I enjoy working with other people about projects I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. um, so last year doing uh, an album, like a record sleeve for um, a band was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and last year I also, um, over at Secret Trail, I did one of their shirts for one of my favorite beers over there awesome. and working with that's been really cool. Um, I just want, I would like to collaborate more with people. So if there's any bands in town that maybe appreciate the style, I definitely would like to work work with you know making some stickers or some shirts or something that's all the stuff i like my i have such a huge collection of band shirts and local business shirts and stuff mm -hmm. and knowing that i have you know a couple of my own thrown in there now is just a really cool feeling so absolutely um i definitely uh this year i don't have any particular set in stone plans besides my normal markets i like to do um but i definitely just want to expand more i want to get outside my comfort zone more and you know try some new things and mm -hmm. just get out there a bit, you know? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, where can people find you online? Um, I don't have the biggest online presence, but I do have an Instagram page, um, Ross PMW. Um, I don't post very much on there, but any of my new projects I post on there and I have a lot of fun process videos, which is personally one of my favorite parts about printmaking is that there's so many parts of the process mm -hmm. and I just get lost watching other artists' videos. So um, definitely it's fun to check out. So a lot of fun. Um, process videos and I do some local sales through DMs on there as well so um, checking out Instagram's the place to go for sure awesome yeah well, great thank you so much for yeah being absolutely on. thank you for having me I'm, yeah. I'm honored to ask so many incredible uh, episodes of the podcast so many great makers and musicians and artists in town I'm happy to be part of the ranks of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the list is a mile long <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure yeah well I'm really glad that that could have you on today yeah thank yeah. you thank you for having me of course yeah yeah so this has been chico creates we will see you around town Yay! you only call me when you're lonely darling when you something to if you love what we're doing with the show please consider becoming a supporter for as little as five bucks a month and if nothing else, subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player is always very much appreciated and will help other people find us and the stories we share. You can find Chico Creates on Instagram at chico.creates. Thank you for listening and being part of our community. You only call me